Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tarek Ansari Experience. Be sure to fasten your seatbelts and keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Are you ready? Because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yes, it will. Oh, maybe what a day it is. It's a Friday, and so great to be talking with you. It's not Friday. It is Friday. This isn't pre-recorded, Andrew. Damn it, you let the secret out. Uh, How could God you? God, that this isn't day of. Okay. It's Friday. It is Friday. I'll, I'll change my tune to that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tarik. I was in such a good mood. I've, that already, like, I've already ruined it. I've already ruined it like I do most things. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. I mean, there's still plenty of things you can ruin from now on. Anyway, <laughs> this is uh, the Tarik and Sorry Show. Welcome in. Got a lot to talk about today. We got face-to-face with Andrew Enzel. Of course, we're doing a new thing with uh, the Tarik and Sorry Show where we have intro music inspired by the Tom and Curly Show for each guest that we have. And uh, Andrew is no, is no different. No exception made for him. So we're going to be having that in just a few seconds. And just think to yourself, Andrew Enzel, I, you, I've heard him so many times on this show. What music best defines it? And then you're about to hear what it is, and I hope you're impressed. And then later on, a very touching story of a high school principal in Florida. First, let's introduce our guest for today. He goes by the name of Andrew Enzel. That's right. Never have a problem when I'm with you on this show. I wasn't sure if I wasn't going to like it or not, but I definitely like it. I watched a documentary on the band Sparks, the band you're hearing now, which is known more for their weirder songs. But let me tell you something. Sparks is, oh my God, you get into their music and you are taken for a ride. They're still doing uh, live concerts like now, even in 2021, band from the 70s. Anyway, speaking of good music, here's Daft Punk. So much good music today. So much. So much. With you, you can never go wrong with music, still. Lots of good music right off the top. It helps correct the error that I made. Indeed. The error of life. (laughs) (laughs) About 23 years too late on that one, I think. Um, no, no. Come on. Who else would I be able to talk weird engineering stuff with? Myself as a clone? Like, no. (laughs) No. At least I can fill that niche. There you go. There you go. Well, our first story for today, get this, the United Kingdom, which is also known as England in some circles, has banned fast food advertising online and before 9 p.m. on television. They're citing the extremely unhealthy foods as a risk to the public health of Brits. So, Andrew, are we going to get this within the next five years in America? Oh, that's the question. Are we going to get that? Are we going to get that? Well, considering the U.S. is like, I think it's the only nation, you have to check me on that, but it's one of the few, at least, that allows uh, TV prescription advertisement. So I can't, yeah. I mean, with the complete crock that that is, I can't imagine them, ex- <laughs> I can't imagine them doing, I mean, they might do fast food first, but with that, I don't think it's going to happen here. Yeah, you get all those ads with like, you too know. Much free, too much freedom around right? here. You mean the pharmaceutical ads where there's like, they're talking about like, before I tried Sorrento, well, no, my, my the, life was, my the, life was struggling. And then it's like them smiling and then it's like, side effects include yes, death. Yes, I was going to say, it's, it's <laughs> half of it, half of the ad is just describing the side effects <laughs> that you might experience. Yeah, you might and die. It, with a bunch of smiling faces, <laughs> smiling while they're talking about horrendously right complicated side effects yeah. and and what you got to do onset diarrhea death upon death but try it <laughs> death today upon death but try it try it talk with your doctor who's definitely not being paid off by the pharmaceutical companies about our product yes that's right and then take some steroids because then- <laughs> Barry Bonds did that 
But anyway, going back to uh, fast food, I honestly am on board with this. I mentioned this earlier in the day, but I think fast food, I know technically you're supposed to have the individuality of like, well, don't keep stuff from the public. But in the case of fast food, we have nothing to benefit benefit from having fast food ads. We know they exist. We know that they're out there. We know that we can get fast food. But the fact is, we don't need to promote it as much as it we do because it is a public health issue. All right? It is. I'd agree with that. I think it is a it is a, a big public health issue. It's something that it's it's like it's almost like drugs and to, to an extent or you're yeah. falling into that pit of it, whether it be uh, uh, almost environmentally based. If it's uh, <laughs> ba- economy based decisions or if it's just uh, just uh, desire based decisions on whether you eat or not, it's a yeah. It feels like they're preying on people a little bit. Exactly. No, they are. They are preying on people. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna hold back on that. Uh, well, most uh, corporations do. Exactly. But. Well, here in studio, you know how we've had musical guests come in and they play like bumper music for the end of each like story. Well, today I've taken it upon myself, all right, to do the music myself. I have my oh. my nice good old Korg mini mini log right here next to me, and I'm gonna play a little piece here uh, to start us out. This is the first bump for today to signify the end of our two minute segment. Ah, that is great. <laughs> You're like, going down, Enzel. No, it sounds like an Ace Combat soundtrack is what it sounds like. It, you know, it actually kind of does. <laughs> Are you an Ace Combat fan at all? I'm more of a Mace Combat fan. Mace Combat? Mace Windu Combat? <laughs> <laughs> you get falling out a window because you don't know how to deflect lightning? <laughs> yes, it is true. I'll have to check more Ace Combat, honestly. I'm not terribly familiar. Oh, it's just a, a flight simulator game that has ridiculously crazy lore, like uh, like oh. a space lasers, just regular lasers on planes, space lasers, huge, like, cannons that shoot thousands of miles and, and oh, okay. cast. It's a, it's a fun series. It's got fun lore in it, and it doesn't take place. Most of them don't put, take place on Earth. They take place on a fictional Earth, a bunch of fictional nations that fight all the time. It's great. It's, it's great. Wow. Great, great music. Sounds like a fictional time. Anyway, our next story is... It is technically. Most of them are fictional, but yes. It's always good to get some uh, some adventure and some mystery in there, mm-hmm. some some fantasy. Our next story, 4,368 episodes later, Conan O'Brien is finally retiring his final show last night or tonight, depending on if you want to believe this is pre-recorded or actually on Friday. That's up to you, ladies and gentlemen, but either way, Check that out after the end of this episode, of course. Conan O'Brien's final show, finally retiring after many years in the business. A lot of people talking about his legacy, where he stands among all the late-night greats. And honestly, I personally feel like he's towards the top. I had a discussion with Gene Ursula earlier debating where he stands. They're all about that slander, like Conan's not even the top ten and all that stuff. And I think Conan is right up there as a generational talk show host, I think what Carson was in the 70s and 80s, what Letterman was in the 90s, uh, is what Conan was in the 2000s and 2010s. And I honestly believe that we're going to really miss him, especially a few years down the line. We're going to realize how much of an impact he had when he's not around. Well, he was a breath of fresh air compared to Kimmel and Fallon and And Colbert. Colbert, those those are the big big other three. Big three right now. Yeah. Compared to compared to Conan, those three were nothing. It was just he was he had so much more charisma and originality. Yes, at least in his appearance and in his presentation that it really shone, shone through. Yeah, I mean Carson was the template for this whole thing. Oh, right? absolutely. So you can't yeah. I can't not say that and, he was. And Letterman was a huge influence too on Conan. And Letterman, yeah, but it all it feels like you're right. It's kind of like a funnel where Conan was kind of the 
not the revolutionary, but the pioneer, I suppose, of the of the age. I'm not a big talk show host guy, but if I had to pick someone, it would be Conan for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, same same here. And honestly, I don't stay up late really. Like they were like, some people were like, "Well, I'd rather stay up late." And you know, well, I honestly, I watch all that stuff on YouTube. Right. That's yeah. What, that's what you do. And that's, yeah. that's something else Conan capitalized on exactly well. And I find it funny that the oldest talk show host, the one that's been on the longest, is the one who connects with younger audiences. By the way, his de- best demographic. I mean, he beats the other guys, like maybe except Fallon. Uh, on the 18 to 25, and in some ways the 18 to 35, and his YouTube channel is, let's be fair, the best one out of all of them. He puts together the full interviews on his on his uh, on his YouTube channel. He's got funny stuff, funny remote segments. Did you see? I, I saw something like one of his most recent ones uh, of him smoking weed with Seth Rogen. With Seth Rogen, and exactly. Andy. Yeah. Now show me any other talk show host right now who does that. No, they're not oh. going to. I can and, imagine Jimmy Kimmel doing uh, it though. It would, it, like, it, it would still come across as the most pretentious thing, the most planned. Like, oh, I'm gonna do it. It would, it would just, and, it wouldn't work. And you wouldn't want else. Jimmy Fallon to do that because then he just laugh more than he already does. Fallon, I think Fallon would be better than Kimmel. It's kind of like for me, it's Conan at the top, and then it's uh, and Fallon. I've already forgotten the names. <laughs> They're so similar. <laughs> Then Fallon, and then Kimmel, and then Colbert. Colbert was so good on Col- his yeah, old Col- show. Okay, Colbert would be third. Kimmel's fourth, because Kimmel's fourth. I'd say Kimmel over Colbert, though. Colbert just, he's always, it's not comedy, it's a, it's a new well, show. I, I respected uh, Colbert at one point. I never respected Kimmel. That's mm-hmm. how I see I think, it. I think Kimmel's got some good quality. I think there's some Letterman in Kimmel, personally, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah, crocodile tears come from that guy. That's all. <laughs> well, this is a song I dedicate to Conan. Conan, I gotta leave. No, no, I gotta leave. <laughs> Was I on key? No. I don't okay. Think so. Thank you. Thank you for the honesty. You're fired. Anyway, the po- <laughs> this post-COVID luxury spending boom has begun. The Washington Post recently had a story detailing new spending attitudes consumers have compared to just two years ago. So, with that being said, Andrew, do you find yourself spending more than you did pre-COVID? Yeah, mostly because my my finances happened to line up with it. I had no, uh, <laughs> I had no okay. necessary monetary change during the the, the uh, ugh, during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, I just uh, had some a moving situation, so I, I mean I didn't see any drastic change. But I'm just spending more because I'm like, oh, I'm getting to a cup. I've got some things to buy. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. I'm not like. Uh, because I'm, I'm not basing my decisions off the pandemic. It's just sure. My life didn't change from it significantly anyway. So yeah, I, for me, I I spend more, but not because of that. That's all. I totally get that. I totally get that. I um I honestly, the one thing I've been spending more on is going to going to concerts and going to sports games because I love going to games. I love going to baseball games. Not necessarily to watch the game. I mean, that, I'm a big baseball fan. That's a part of it. But the atmosphere is awesome. And it's it's like a more chilled concert. Like concerts are great for the atmosphere, but it's more in your face, which is still good. I'm gonna go see Tame Impala in October, but I'm more willing to spend say $300 on a ticket than I was two or three years ago, just because it's been a long time. And you know that these acts, whether these be sports teams or especially in the case of musical artists, they're going to give you a hundred percent because they've wanted to perform for a while right. and were kept inside like the rest of us. So I think absolutely people are going to spend more. Now in the, in the article, it mentions we bought a yacht. Well, okay. <laughs> you would I have can't... bought a yacht anyway. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. I was like, yeah, I can afford a yacht. Totally. Uh, in fact, I love yacht rock like this little yacht rock song that I, uh, that little, I wrote myself. Little yachty. 
Oh, what the fuck is this beat? <laughs> Jesus, take take down uh, take down face to face. I just want to hear it by itself. <laughs> Somebody was probably paid to make this. It's getting more intense. Here we go. Oh, here's the chorus. Okay, I've had enough. Oh, it was getting better. It was. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, let's, let's see how let's see how it kicks off. All right, here we go. Gonna get somewhere? I don't know. Just kind of sing. Can you skip ahead? Let's skip ahead here. Oh. Okay. Well, that's the end of that glorious uh, <laughs> soft rock song. Soft? Oh my god. <laughs> it sounded like it would have been an EDM track if it actually had been developed. But fair point. Fair point. Speaking of fair point, I think MLB pitchers have a fair point because starting this week, Major League Baseballs had been. Major League Baseballs. Baseballs. Yep. Baseballs. Major MLB pitchers have been subjected to regular inspection by umpires in search of foreign substances. Oh, my God. Response has been negative from both players and fans, with Oakland A's pitcher Sergio Romo going as far as pulling his pants down during an inspection in front of 40,000 Texas Rangers fans. What they have inspected? Sorry. They're inspecting. Um, so, basically, umpires have to inspect the, uh, the belts, hats, and gloves of these pitchers to make sure they're not using sticky oh, stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. On the yes. Pitches. Okay. I mean, I know this. Yeah. 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 So, personally, I know you're not a humongous sports fan, right? But this for a for a sport that's already dying as it is, as far as com- when you compare it to the NBA and the NFL and ratings, why are they doing this? Like, I get like the whole well, they might be using sticky stuff and all that, but this has been going on in baseball where this sticky stuff quote unquote thing it's, have an it's, it's called being a being a smart player exactly this has been going on <laughs> that's what you do is if you you're the best player not only has the best pitching but also has the best substance to make the ball sticky because it's not like the grippiest stuff was always going to be the best I mean I might I'm probably going to sound dumb here but does the stickiness have any kind of effect on how the ball's hit by the bat if you hit the sticky side I, I don't know it's just it's it's silly. It, it, it I think honestly it kills ingenuity on the pitcher's part. Absolutely. Now they're just throwing, and that, that means throwing is fine, but throwing has enough skill to it. But to take away that little that nice little element, that twist, it just makes the game less interesting. Exactly. And instead of focusing on your real issues, which is like blackout restrictions on MLB TV, where you could be living in Seattle, uh, be like live working a minimum wage job, and you buy MLB TV, there are video sub- streaming service, and be blacked out because you know you have to buy a local provider, or be even worse, if you're in <laughs> it's not LA, really a service if you're buying it, it's dependent. On exactly. That. <laughs> and if you're in Los Angeles, you can't watch the Dodgers, the Angels, or the Padres because you know you're in a. You're in the, the 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 zone. And if you're in Vegas, you can't watch like all the California. We need teams. free universal baseball coverage. Come on, <laughs> seriously. How do you expect your bearing to grow when people can't watch the game? Like, are you kidding me? That's it. I'm gonna riff on this. Let's riff. Where do you find these beats? Are you making these beats? I'm performing this right now. You're performing these beats in real time. Hey, shh. You're interrupting okay. me. Oh yeah. Just do their own thing. Thank you, thank you. That was good, that was good. Thank you. Welcome to the jazz club, everybody. Anyway. (laughs) So, Andrew just made a face at me like, you think so. Um, That was good. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, next story. Next story. Honestly, when I started this podcast, I never thought I would say T-Pain is feeling pretty sad as a story. (laughs) Why is T-Pain sad, then? Because... 
he just came out and discussed a conversation he had with Usher. You know that guy who discovered Justin Bieber and ruined our lives? Usher yes. criticized T-Pain's use of auto-tune. Usher um, <laughs> went as far as to tell T-Pain he screwed up music. It breaks the question, does auto-tune mess up music? And I, I'm going to have you answer this in a second, but first, uh, let's let's look at Exhibit A. She got enough of my homies, even all of my other ronies. She ain't even my main lady. See, I've been thinking about it lately. Man, she really don't deserve Man. me. All she want to do is hurt me. So I got all right, and stop. Is T-Pain the guy who, like, kicked off that trend or something? Is that why he's mad at him? Uh, he really, his success made auto-tune a lot more popular. It had okay, been around before. So that makes sense. I was about to say, if Usher was just harshing on T-Pain because he used it like everybody else, then that would be dumb, but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to say you fucked up for doing something that you thought was sounded good. I don't know. I mean... I mean, like how did, does that, both does that sound enough. good? Does that no? Does that actually sound good? Well, to it sounded you? good enough for most people back then, well, didn't it? Well, pop music is like listened to by you know, in some regards, dumbasses. Oh, I was going to like, say. Let's be <laughs> like other low IQ people listen to pop music. Like if like uh, if Friday by Rebecca Black charts, I give up on the world. I, it, I do. It didn't, didn't it chart? It did chart. Did you hear Saturday by the way? Yes. <laughs> I thought that was half decent. When it, it came and out. that's a sad thing is I listened to that and I was like, why isn't this the hit? This is a good song. And <laughs> well, then because, it said, no, it's because it's, when it's, it's boring. Friday was I don't care if it's Friday boring. was popular because it was bad. Is this that's the whole thing. It's like the room. It's popular because it's bad. But with Saturday, it was a decent song, but nobody cared at that point because Rebecca Black was famous because of the bad song. If she, it, you can't really go off. If, if she made another bad song, it would have been a flop. If she made a good song like she did, it's also a flop because they only care about that one instance. It's it fickle. Popular it, music is fickle. And with one hit wonders, it's very interesting because you'll get the really good one hit wonder songs like uh, Video Killed the Radio Star or Driver's Seat by uh, Sniffing in the Tears, which are both great. But then you get like those one hit wonders where it's like, uh, like, like, oh, like uh, Mickey by Tony Basil or Barbie Girl. Barbie Girl. Is was a mm-hmm. 1.5 hit wonder. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, what's your problem with it? I mean, I don't like it, but what's your problem with it? Barbie Girl is incredibly catchy in the wrong way. In that it's stuck in your head and you don't want it there. Video Killed the Radio uh, Star gets yeah, stuck in your head. Damn it, now it's stuck in my head. You see, exactly, and you're like, fuck! fuck. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. Because uh, video called the radio star is a jam, and you're like the piano riff. You're like, oh, I don't mind if that's in my head. The I got a bit, dis- I got a bit desensitized to Barbie Girl because of my high school radio days, when uh, <laughs> one of the adult staff members uh, was a bit of a goofy guy, and he loved playing it all the time, and he never got sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of getting sick of it, are you gonna get sick of this riff right here? Oh, like a variation of an earlier one you did. I love I love doing Genesis covers. Oh yeah, Genesis. Oh, oh, I remember that no, hit. Oh no 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 no! You're so much better at music than all these other old crocs you brought. That's in. right. Plus, I actually I treat you well. Yeah. Well, it's because you're the host already. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to treat third you. Third wheel. It's just it's like it's a weird chemistry because true. And they always get mad at you. To the side. They always get mad at me, and it's kind of hard to talk to them because then they get in the way, and it's just not fun. Yeah, exactly. And I'm here to tell you, Andrew. I don't care about what those old people said in the past. I care for you, and you're a cool guy. Oh, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, <laughs> you always get me with the with the left hook on that one. That's right. The jab, the jab. Speaking of jab. No, this is not going to be a COVID story. You thought I was going to go in. I with really the jab. did. You, you really got did. me there. You, you really did. Well, what's his jab then? I'm curious now. What's jab? 
we need to jab Giuliani because hey, the New jab York him State with the knife. What? No, not the knife. Well, what do you knife? Ja what do you? What do you I said like jab him like on the shoulder for being Giuliani. That's not. A, that's not how you use that word. Though. Well, I said so. <laughs> Fine, it's your show. You can use words how you want. <laughs> All right. Well, after that passive aggressive break we just had there, the New York State Court has suspended Rudy Giuliani from practicing law on account of. He's Rudy Giuliani. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Um, on practicing law over... Yeah, that was probably reason enough, honestly. Yeah, honestly, I, I would agree. Mm -hmm. uh, over 2020 vote fraud claims. There's also another reason why he's suspended from, the, uh, from practicing law. It's because his Seinfeld appearance was not funny enough. Anyway... Uh, so what he, he, I, I, what did he yeah, do on that? Well, he was probably not, I remember he the himself. scene. He played himself. He played himself. But, hang on. Can we, bring that, can we bring that up, actually? Yeah, I'm working on it. Let's let's, uh, let's, let's hear that. Yeah. My campaign staff has received <laughs> some very disturbing information regarding the fat content in yogurt that's being sold throughout the city. The I TV. pledge to you now that if I'm elected mayor, as my first order of business, I'll appoint a special task force to investigate this matter. I promise you, my fellow New Yorkers that Mayor Giuliani will do everything possible to cleanse the city of this falsified non-fat yogurt. So that was, that was the, uh, if you don't wow. know, that was, <laughs> that was I, well, okay, he's just playing a part in it. It's the non-fat <laughs> yogurt episode I where the gang, the gang goes, finds a, finds a, a yogurt place that says it's non-fat, but spoiler alert, it turns out actually to be full of fat and they act, they were forced to go non-fat and oh, it was terrible. I actually, I, I remember that now that I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still not funny, but anyway. Uh, and I actually, I do like Seinfeld. I just, you oh, know, great. it's like one of those things where it's like you can't watch that that episode without being like, Ugh, Rudy Giuliani. Well, I, I mean, he was younger at that point, so it was probably a yeah. little bit more sane. Like, how did you feel about Donald Trump's cameo in all those movies and TV shows back in like 2005? You're oh, and like, him like being a wrestler and being on the being on WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. Like honestly, WrestleMania. I still look at that and go, oh, that's kind of funny. It's fun, right? But now, Donald Trump is canceled. So now it's not funny. So it's not. It's not funny unless, of course, he's a. Uh, Doing a, an ad for Cheetos because uh, he put, you know, he used that product in his he hair. I mean, if for, he should. He'll do that at some point, hopefully. Yeah, just like I'm doing an ad for the Korg Minilog, which I'm about to play right now. Welcome to Brooklyn. Queens. Queens and Brooklyn at the same time? Mass they transit. each other? Well, um, I am uh, Sacramento, California. <laughs> I'm a Seattle and you're a Seattle kid. So I guess we don't. Really, so we have no fucking clue. No idea. <laughs> I guess we're not at the resources on that one. <laughs> there's a, <laughs> there's a. Uh, it's funny. I've, I've been uh, hanging out with this um, this one girl who's like who's from who's from Boston and goes to school in D.C. And it's so funny to hear me to, like describe the West Coast. She has no clue. And then she mentions the East Coast. And I'm like, oh yeah, so Boston, it's south of New York. And she's like, what the, no. I'm like, what? I'm sorry, what? And he's like, no, it's north. And I was like, really? He's like, no, I'm kidding. I lived in the place. <laughs> it was a really funny moment. And then she slapped me in the nose. Uh, no, she jabbed me in the nose. There you go. Oh, there, there. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, so this last story, we've got one more story here. This is going to be kind of a, I would think it's kind of fun, but I, I don't know. Part of me is kind of you know, iffy on it. So... A meatpacking plant in Rico, Pico Rivera was stunned to find 40 cows escape. And now, usually that's a headline in itself. Okay, 40 cows escaped. Okay, whatever, fine. But these cows weren't just any cows. They were st uh, stampeding cows because they went, they ran wild through the city streets for more than an hour. Now, don't worry. Nobody was hurt. A lot of people wanted milk, but nobody was hurt. That we know of. 
that we know of. Actually, one cow was murdered. One cow oh, was one killed. Cow died? Yeah, because the cow was about to charge a family. So that, oh, that is, you know. Wait, which state is this? This is in the state of California. This is near LA, Pico Rivera. Okay. So I just think it's funny because what are the chances, especially like just in general, what are the chances that we're going to have like, um, like a stampede, like a stampede. I mean, like, like a stampede in the middle of suburbia. Like we're in the middle of Seattle now. Like imagine if that were to happen in Seattle. Like I cannot picture anything like, anything like that. Oh my God. Duck. Oh my God. Here they come. Hi. Ah! Ah! Where's the nearest farm again? Oh my gosh! The nearest farm is like 60 miles away. How did they get all the way over here? Oh, they're starting to run over there now. Yeah, they, they, we just, they just missed it. How did they get through the studio? How did they cross the ship Security! canal? Security! Oh, we're on the wrong side of Ship Canal Bridge. It depends on if they came from the north. If they came from the north, then they definitely crossed the Ship Canal Bridge Jeez. somehow. Gosh, well, forget what I said. What do I know? <laughs> Cows can come from anywhere. They can, I, yeah. They can put you in in quite a mood. They can run you over. They can. <laughs> really? I they guess. can run you over. I mean, I, I, that was the equivalent of icy ghosts. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you see cows running at you, oh, shoot them with your gun. Oh, okay. Calm, <laughs> calm down. Second Amendment. Just hit them with hit them with your gun. Shoot them with. Okay, your gun. I thought you said hit them with your gun. It's like yeah, what yeah. the. F- Pistol whip you your, if it's a cow charging you, pistol whip it. That'll get it. <laughs> That'll do the trick. Then you get a rope and you try to anchor them in and get some free beef. Oh, God. <laughs> Homemade slaughterhouse. Anyway, uh, now, honestly, this poses an interesting question. If you were to see something like this in your neighborhood, all right, because apparently it happens in L.A. It can happen anywhere. <laughs> We've learned. We've learned. If anything happens in L.A., it can happen anywhere else. Yes, uh, except if you're a musical artist. Uh, yeah. But... If you see this happening, are you doing? Are you going inside or getting shelter, or are you pulling your phone out and you want to record this? Are you like? Are you taking that risk? Hmm. I'm not the kind of. I'm the kind of guy who frowns upon people who just take their phones out and god at god. Gape. They <laughs> what? gape. What? They don't god. I don't know what I, the god is. A different word. They gape it. <laughs> gape at something happening while holding their phones out. Like, oh my god, I'm going to put this on Facebook. I I'm a bit torn because maybe that might be something worth taping. Yeah. But I, I think I would probably get to a safe position first before doing it. That's fair. I, I, that's, that's something that's probably special enough to deserve being filmed, but un, unlike most things which aren't worth it. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Uh, I tell you what, I have one more little uh, song to play for you. Mm, okay. And you know what? It's going to play us out because I'm that talented. I can I can end the segment and play us out with it. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's hear it. I love this riff. Is this Genesis? No, this is me. Yes. Yep. Our machine's going. What is this Genesis? No, it's me. I'm performing this right now. Andrew, can you understand? I've got musical talent, man. I thought this was Genesis. Nope. Here we go. Ready? Here comes the best part of the song. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's face-to-face. Andrew, thank you for being here. Of course, of course. I love being in this studio with you. Hey, it's, it's, a, it's a great time. It's always nice to have a time where you're not being yelled at by old people. Oh, always, especially here. 
What? I'm sorry? Oh, I know. I shouldn't have said that. Well, you said I'm old? I, did not say, I didn't say you were old. Oh. I said something else that probably shouldn't be said. Oh. Oh, well. We'll have to remaster it and see what you said. Oh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back in a couple of seconds with a little story, a very touching story about a high school principal who, unlike my high school principal, went the extra mile. Okay, that's not fair. My high school principal was nice, but did not do what this high school principal did, which was write a personal note to every single member of the graduating class in that high school in Daytona Beach. We have an audio cut of it. Students were impressed, teachers even more. You're not going to want to miss it. Stick around. You're listening to The Tarkin Sorry Show. With Genesis. guys all doing hope you're having a great great friday it's the tarkan sorry show probably wondering who that was that song right there it's ultravox yeah i know what you're thinking what that 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 band that like is super cheesy from the 80s that doesn't sound like ultravox tark why'd you why'd you lie to me why are you lying to me right now That, that is actually ultravox before they got popular they were fronted by a different singer by the name of john fox and their music was a lot more experimental, avant-garde, uh, more rock music with a rock music bass and a synthesizer on top. And it was also it just it mixed punk. It was predating new wave. It was honestly, I just I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of it the last like week and a half, and gosh, it, I just I love it. It's it's just got such a different sound to it. I love that. I I love hearing new sounds and I think a lot of people out there love hearing new sounds so if I had to give you one album to listen to it's Ha 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 by Ultravox that's right the album's title is Ha 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 and if that is not evidence enough for you to try it I don't know what to say to you I really don't know what to say to you uh, it's uh, it's an excellent excellent musical experience and uh, well I very much recommend it to you all last one here our last story for today kind of our special story uh one of those stories that just makes you feel makes you feel good so for many of us high school graduation is a memorable experience that serves as a turning point for students in their next journey in life thanks to jeff Rivas, principal of madison's high school in daytona beach florida this farewell stood out. WESH's Claire Mitz had the story. I wanted to acknowledge their efforts and energy and send them off in a positive way. This group 
you know, obviously went through COVID and everything that they dealt with was very unique. And so I wanted my response to them to be unique. Mr. Reeves' response was a note he handwrote to each and every senior. They were on the chairs as the graduates walked in for the ceremony. The principal started in March and was literally writing notes graduation morning. Courtney Wood admits at first being puzzled by the notes awaiting her and the other 458 graduates. Then being amazed when she realized what her beloved principal had done. Every single one had something special to that student in it. Like mine specifically mentions theater in it. Like he he took the time to get to know the kids and it really meant a lot. Courtney, way to go. I'm so proud of you. Your work on stage and behind it have been impressive. Wow. Just think about that for a second. From March until now. So that's like, what, three months? At least three months. This guy took the time to go out and write a note to every single student, every single one, even the bad ones. I don't care who you are. When it comes to school, there's always going to be students that get on the nerves of teachers, of administrators, of the front office. So you know there's a few students in there he probably wasn't a big fan of. They had to see a lot in his office. And he still does this. That's just, that's such a dedication and such a, nothing but, nothing else, a a compounding respect for his students. I mean, it's just incredible to see that in 2021, an era where the news, it it still seems to punch you in the, you know what, and positivity isn't around as much as we'd like it to be. We have stories like this that still dominate the headlines and make us just feel good at the end of the day. Like, yeah, we can get punched in the dick by, you know, you know, Republicans, the filibuster, and, you know, just the our state of mental health with COVID, everything that's going on in the Middle East, that horrible Florida situation with that apartment building. But yet we can still look at this and kind of go home hopeful, you know, feeling good, not feeling existentially sad about the state of the world that we live in. Because human kindness, again, I feel like I'm doing kind of a TED Talk-ish kind of thing, but this, this needs to be heard. Human kindness is not valued in our society as much as it should be. And when you see it like this, it absolutely needs to get recognized like it is. And luckily, this principal, Jeff Reeves, Jeff Reeves, Jeff Reeves, Jeff, you know, come on the podcast and let me know how you pronounce your last name. And then maybe we can have a conversation about how awesome you are. But for real, I think it's very important that we reward and just show that things that you don't necessarily have to do that you don't need to do, that you still do just for the sake of other people, not for your own personal benefit. Like Jeff technically gains nothing by this, but boy, these students have just, I mean, how how incredible is that to have an individual have so much respect for powering through such a tough time that he would go this far, way out of his way to do this. It's an excellent, excellent thing to do. And I'm not trying to shout out, like in a bad way, my own principal from high school. My guess, two principals, we, they, they traded halfway through. But I gotta say, the students in my class had a very pessimistic view of high school in general, but also the way our class was perceived by the administrators. And something like this would have ex- would have completely shifted that view, because we weren't sure how much respect we were getting or at least some of us weren't sure 
boy, something like this, you know for sure, you're for real. I love it. I want to see more of this. Also, for each graduating class, Reeve said he tries to work in something that uh, something special based on the year. Obviously, with COVID, he went a little above and beyond. Now, in the past, he's done speeches, recognizing certain students during the graduation ceremony, and through songs played at commencement. Uh, there was a little bit about how they were at the uh, Daytona Speedway for one of their graduations, I think, a few years back. That's pretty cool. If nothing else, I mean, if, even if you're a guy who, like, in life just becomes kind of a flame out, you can, you know, go to a bar when you're in your 30s and, you know, you just be like, hey, I had a graduation at the Daytona Speedway. Who knows? You might get lucky. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, that that's going above and beyond, and I really appreciate that because I think going above and beyond and just human kindness in general... And doing stuff not for your own personal gain, but for the benefit of others. Yeah, sure, it gets mentioned now and then, but let's be fair. How often do you actually see it? Very rarely. But the fact is, we still do see it in instances like this. Boy, it's very positive. Very positive to think of. Yeah. The last couple of episodes, uh, we've been uh, you know, doing a lot of COVID stories and more serious ways to end the show. We wanted... Okay, I wanted... It's not me cloned. It's just one person here right now. Andrew's not here. I wanted to end on something a lot more happy, optimistic, something that you can take away from the podcast and go, you know, I feel good now. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go on a jog. You know what? I'm going to text my friend that uh, I haven't talked to in a long time. In fact, I invite you right now, everybody who's listening right now, after hearing that principle, how great he was, go out. And do something that you usually wouldn't do if you were feeling feeling in a bad new mood or just listen to the news. Go above and beyond. You know? Check in on people. You know, just like uh if you're if you live in the city, pay the bus fare for the person behind you. Do that kind of thing. Is it gonna change your life completely? No. It's not. Is it going to bring you enormous riches from the other person? Probably not, unless you're, I don't know. <laughs> in a rich neighborhood it will bring you just warmth in your heart and I know that sounds so ooey gooey and so oh my gosh I can't believe you're saying that but seriously just the feeling it can't be advertised but the closest thing to it would be this story human kindness is still alive people need to know that thank goodness for people like Jeff Reeves but yeah do that go text a friend you know go on a run do something positive because we're our lives the last year and a half have been rooted in negativity, and this is a positive show, damn it! And speaking of shows, we're at the end of this one. I am going to be in California next week visiting family. I'm going to be pre-recording an episode to play on Monday. I'm going to be pre-recording that for Sunday to play the next day. I'm going to try to get a few guests for you, and uh, you will have a little bit of a shorter show and a less produced show because I'll be producing it with mobile equipment. A.K.A. my phone. That's right. I don't have enough money to get all that super cool mobile equipment. So it's going to be a phone. So a little shorter show next Friday. But we're going to keep it rolling for you because we want to get you out some excellent, excellent content. But that wraps it up from Seattle, Washington. This is Tarek Ansari saying have a great rest of your day. Have an excellent weekend. Stay safe. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>